Good morning, Crossroads. Thank you for joining us. Would you please stand if you're in the auditorium this morning, if you're watching online. Thank you for tuning in. Here we go. Yeah. 
salvation through repentance at the cross on which he died. Now hear my absolution, forgiveness for my sin. And I sink beneath the waters that Christ was buried in.
Amen. Aren't you thankful to be here today? Let's, uh, let's give our God a great thanks this morning. Thank our great God in heaven. You may be seated, please, as we continue today. All right, let's pray these there. All right, we're so glad that you're here today. God is moving and doing great things in the church. Today we have our picnic. By way of analysis, we have a picnic today down at Palmer Park. So if you don't know where Palmer Park is, I'll give you a quick two-cent guide to get down there, all right? Go down through Monongahela, 88 south to Monongahela. Cut through Monongahela. Hit 837. Go under the Monongahela Bridge. Because if you follow the GPS, it doesn't take you to the right spot, all right? So you want to follow under 837, under the bridge, and go down along the river, 837. You'll see a sign for Palmer Park several miles down the road. If you make it all the way to Denora, you have passed the park, all right? So I want to encourage you to be there today from 1 to 5. We have food. You know, there's always food at our church. That's just one thing we're good at, right? So there's always food. We have Eric. His name is Weird Eric the Balloon Artist, all right? So for your kids, there will be all kind of balloons going on. There's a live DJ. There'll be lots of fun things that'll be happening. I want to thank uh, Dan and Cindy Loudon for making this happen. They've been coordinated. Let's hear it for Dan and Cindy. We appreciate you guys. And I know they have a great team that's going to be helping them and, and going out there. So after the service, I'm getting my shorts on. And I will grace your presence with these lovely pale legs of mine. And you will enjoy the day like you've never seen it before. All right? So we're going to have a good time down there and, uh, and just hang out and come and go as you please. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Cindy, what time do we actually eat? Dan, is there a time that we actually eat? One. All right, so one, you'll start to eat. So if you get there at one, you get first. If you come at two or three, you get seconds, all right? So, no, you leftovers. That's not seconds, right? But anyhow, so we'll be having a good time. Come on down, and uh, it'll be a good time down there at the picnic today. And then, uh, just by way of announcements, every Tuesday we have our car cruises back in action. That's every Tuesday, 5 to 9 up here. I want to encourage you, if you have nothing to do this Tuesday night, come on out. Check it out. You'll have a good time up here. There's always a... Uh, something, something to eat in the gymnasium as well, uh, whenever they do all that. It's a lot of fun up here. And then coming up August 13th, Friday, August 13th, we're having another movie night out here. This is a night to invite your friends, your family, the community out here to, uh, to, to this night. We're going to have a 30 foot inflatable screen out there showing the movie Meet the Robinsons. Uh, they're going to have a, again, there's food at everything we do, right? So there is, the, it's called the Rescue Dog, all right? The Rescue Dog Truck, they sell these gourmet hot dogs, and everything that they sell benefits the Light of Life Rescue Mission. So what that means is it's an excuse to eat two hot dogs that night, so you can go ahead and have fun with that, all right? But come on up. There's going to be a lot of fun here. This is a great night, to, seriously, to invite your friends, your neighbors, just people, let them have an intersection, uh, an opportunity to see, hey, there's something going on up at that church. Many people are part of our church now because of events like this. Maybe they come in and they were invited by a friend or they heard about it through the community. The number one way that people come to God is through a friend. Not through the pastor, not through an advertisement, but through a friend. Somebody cares about you and says, hey, come along the journey with me. So I want to encourage you. Let's be on mission, all right? Let's thank God. He's so good. Amen? God is so good. He's always good to us. And um, uh, as we get ready for the fall, we're looking forward to a great season here. In uh, just a few weeks into September there, we're going to be kicking up our Wednesday night activities again for the 
for the youth and uh, for the children, men's Bible study, ladies' Bible study. We're looking to get life groups launched off this fall. And so I'm thanking God compared to where we were this time last year, aren't you? Like this time last year, your seats were a little further apart than they are now, okay? Uh, like a lot further. I'll never forget when we first came in, it was like, man, you couldn't even reach the seat in front of you. And now we got it within distance, all right? So, but I want, I want to encourage you. God has been good. He's doing some incredible things. And we're just looking forward to see what God is going to continue to do in this church. Because this place is moving. It is launched. And we're, we're rolling. Let's thank God this morning for all that he's doing. Amen. God is good. I want to thank you. Last week I was able to get away. My wife and I and our daughters, we went away. Uh, Pastor Luke did an awesome job speaking last week, did he not? Let's thank God for Pastor Luke. What a great job he did. And uh, I, was on, I was at the online service, so I was laying, not in bed, but I was laying somewhere, looking at the phone and watching church and just enjoying a good time. So uh, it, we, were, we went up to Palmatum and we got away, and I, I couldn't find any fish, that big lake, and I couldn't find one fish. That's because I'm a fisher of men, not fish, right? So anyhow, so I was out there fishing, couldn't find any fish, and then uh, we got through the fish thing, and then my wife made me go to Berlin, Ohio. And you know what's in Berlin, Ohio? Amish and the buggies and all that. And yeah, well, I made it. I survived it, guys. I did it. I'm back, all right? Anyhow, it's good. God is good. We're so glad to be home this weekend. And uh, we're just looking forward to what God is going to do. I want to say thank you for your continued faithful support of the church, your continued faithfulness in giving. As God gives to you, our tithe is a reflection of what he's given to us. So we give back to him 10% of what he's given to us. So uh, if he doesn't give to us, we, we can't give to him. So everything, I'm not the owner. God is the owner. He owns everything about me. He owns everything about you. So when we give back to him through the offering, it's we're just giving what's his. And we're re- releasing it back. We're saying, Lord, we have enough faith that you are the great God of the universe, that we will trust you as you told us to do in your word. So I want to thank you for giving online, in person, and through the mail. Three great ways to give. We have our boxes on the wall that you can give on in person. You can give online uh, or through the mail. Uh, I'm thankful. I want to welcome all of our people online today. Thank you for joining us online. I know that many people are on vacation right now. Many people are still trying to come out of this thing and just riding the waves of the, of the whole world that we're in right now. So we, we welcome you. You know, as I, I look at that, I, I just keep reminding myself of the people that are connected to us all over the country right now. And uh, God's done some neat things. So we're looking forward. And today you're going to hear something special from uh, one of our missionaries. And so we're going to go to that in just a few moments here. But I just want to remind you, as you give to the Lord, uh, God uses these gifts for his honor and glory. And people are coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We had somebody come to the Lord just this week in the church. Isn't that awesome? So every week, somebody is coming to know the Lord. I think it was Thursday afternoon, somebody came to know the Lord here in the church. And uh, I'm just hearing this over and over. And as you're out there sharing your faith, people are coming to know the Lord. So God is doing his work. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Father God, we come before you, and I just thank you for all that you are. Thank you for the way that you have worked in our lives And I just pray, Lord, that you'll put your hand of blessing upon the church, God. Continue to move mightily as we as we continue to just be faithful. God, I pray for each gift and each giver. Thank you for each gift and each giver, Lord. 
these are blessings from your hand. And as, as they come from your hand, Lord, we return them to your hand. And we say thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have the opportunity to, to be a, a loud voice in our community. Uh, the kind heart, the warm spirit that this community needs, Lord, to bring people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We ask that your mighty hand will be upon us, Lord, as we do things like the, the, uh, the drive-in movie theaters. We have a bunch of fun things that are happening like that, God. As we get ready for the fall, as we get ready to, our kids will be going into schools. They'll be our missionaries out in the community, Lord. God, I just pray that you will use everything that's happening in and through this church that it will honor and magnify and glorify the King of kings and the Lord lords. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for all that you're doing here. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning I'm going to invite up to the stage with us. We have two, uh, actually a family here with us, all right? This is Fernando and Isabel and Melissa Bassler. Would you come on up here? Welcome the Bassler family up here with me today, okay? So the, uh, the Bastlers, they are on our birthday gift to Jesus list. And uh, they are also from Ecuador. You know, we had Daniel Gonzalez here earlier this year. He is a missionary in Ecuador. And so we have here, this is Fernando Bassler. Fernando is a, uh, a national, I call him a national church planter, all right? So he is, he's Ecuadorian, his family is Ecuadorian. So you'll hear that when he speaks, because he speaks like I speak Spanish. <laughs> broken right so he, he speaks with an accent and uh, we have a lot of fun so he w- he's going to share a little bit about his ministry this morning but i, I just want to give you a little heads up about fernando how fernando and i first met we went down to ecuador i was working with daniel gonzalez and daniel gonzalez says hey listen i have a church i want you to speak at it was a big church in ecuador but, you know, Pastor Ken, you, you don't speak Spanish. I'm like, yeah, I know. I you know. I'm just trying to wing it, right? So I don't speak Spanish, and, and Daniel didn't feel comfortable to translate. Um, so he said, I know a guy who, who knows English very well and who knows Spanish very well, obviously, because he's Ecuadorian, and he'll translate for you. So so that was on uh, Saturday night. They, you know, they get a hold of this guy Saturday, Friday or Saturday, and he comes, says, I'll be there Sunday morning. And so Sunday morning, I go to the church, and he, he gets off of a bus, like a public transportation. Like, oh, my, the guy doesn't have a car. And, oh, boy, what, a, what an incredible sacrifice. And then I start to learn a little bit more. A- after lunch, he tells me at lunch what actually happened that night. And, and I, it, it just impressed me so much. And so why don't you share what happened that night before you came to translate for me, all right? Uh, good morning, Brothers and sisters, for me, for us, it's a privilege this morning to be with you. We want to start just telling you thank you for the, just the opportunity to share this morning. What happened uh, was that we were in a Bible study the night before, and uh, two robbers, uh, two stealers came. Not Pittsburgh stealers. Thieves. Thieves. There you go. With guns. With guns. They came inside of our Bible study. We were in the second floor. And they, they just placed us, they put us against the wall. And they steal everything in the apartment. They were trying to get everything from the apartment. TVs, laptops, everything. And they steal everything from our pockets. And um, uh, I was just praying loud. I was just saying, God, please take care of us and everything. Because what they 
they do, actually they do, is after they steal everything, they shot people there and they, they just leave, no? So we were just praying and praying. I was very thankful that my wife and daughter was not there. I always take them there, but uh, I don't know why that night we, we, do the, we didn't take, it took them. And um, we were, uh, a guy hit me in the back because we, I was praying very loud. And he says, don't pray. Stop praying. I don't want you that you pray. And I, I will scream praying. <laughs> Still, I will be praying. And uh, uh, the owner of the house could uh, jump from this, this second floor to the stairs and then uh, run away. These two guys went after him. They shot the guns, but they didn't hit him. So we could close the doors, and then we were, like, you know, shaking, freaking, because it is a peaceful town where we live and everything. So it never happened before, and it results that these two robbers came from another city that were doing this kind of stuff in our, in our town. So uh, after that, the police came after 40 minutes to try to rescue us and just told us, hey, I don't know what to do, just be safe, we don't going to catch them, we don't have any way to catch them. That is how it's just justice over there. So we were just freaking out. We called the cards, the credit cards and the cards to the bank to close them uh, down and everything. But uh, this, uh, we were until 1, 2 in the morning just doing all this process and everything. And then at the next day in the morning, at 7 in the morning, we had to meet with Pastor Ken. And I was just thinking, I go or not? I go or not? I don't know if I, because I, was, I couldn't sleep all night and everything. I was still freaking out and everything. But I just said, I give my word, I have to just fulfill it. So I went. And I went in bus because they steal our keys from the car. And uh, thanks God they didn't took the car, but I, uh, they, they had the keys and everything, so I couldn't move the car. And then uh, I talked to Pastor Ken, told the story. I was still freaking, and I was telling him, Brother, I want to do my best to translate for you. But if you feel that <laughs> I am a little shaking up there, it, it's not nervous. <laughs> it's just because of what happened the day before. Isn't that incredible? And so, uh, you know, sometimes when you go to Ecuador, we always, we always joke that the interpreter has his own sermon. You know, like, I'll preach, he's preaching a different sermon. I don't know, you know, he's, he's just translating, right? So, but uh, we, we know he actually translates my sermon whenever I speak. So, I can't translate for him, so I'm just kind of guiding him a little bit here today. But uh, <clears throat> after that experience, I said, hey, Fernando, anytime you're in the United States... Give me a call and you can come to our church and you can share in our church. And uh, sure enough, you know, a, a year later, I get this phone call. Hey, brother, I am in New York. I'm like, oh, really? That's a long way from Pittsburgh. No problem. I get the plane. I'll be there. And uh, and so he came. And uh, how many remember Fernando before? He's been here a few times, all right? Just a few of you, okay? So we've, we have a lot of new people that have been here and haven't heard some of these stories. 
some of these experiences, and so I wanted to update you on some of that. And so Fernando uh, has been a, has become a friend of ours. He's on our birthday gift to Jesus, and we we support them. And so every year, you know, we set out, hey, we're going to give this much, and we always are able to give more than that. And so they've been able to to use these funds for ministry. And you're going to hear a little bit about that this morning. But you know, right now we're in the middle of this pandemic thing. For us, we're looking, we kind of think it's in the rear view mirror, but we don't know, you know, it's this crazy world we're in, right? Well, it's really crazy over in Ecuador. And so maybe, Isabel, would you tell us a little bit, like, what, what's, what's it like pandemic right now for your family? Like, like right here, they got off the plane, you know, they had the mask from wearing the plane. They go to get in my car. I said, you can take those off. They're like, really? I was like, yeah. They're like, I was like, you can take them off. I'm not worried about, you know, I mean, I am worried, but I'm not worried. But, so, but you know, it's not the, you know, you don't have to do that here anymore. And they're like, oh, freedom. You know, they were so happy because they didn't have to do this. But Shara, Isabel, what, what, what's it like over there? You're trying to raise your baby and, and raise your husband at the same time, right, with, with mask on. How's this working? Good morning, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the opportunity to be here. We are so thankful uh, just to know you, and we want to say uh, to start the the answer. Uh, thank you so much for your love, for your support, and for every message, every single thing that you are doing for missions in Ecuador. So in Ecuador, the pandemic is very worse. It's um, we we have a terrible time, <laughs> so we don't have hospitals right now. They are full. We don't have ICU rooms. Uh, people uh, people is outside of the hospital waiting for rooms, waiting for doctors. So we even don't have oxygen, and we are asking the other countries, our neighbor countries, uh, like Colombia and Peru, to help us with some oxygen. Uh, so it's very hard. It's very hard, and the financial crisis is is terrible because a lot of people they are losing their jobs and they are having a lot of debts. So we have uh, yesterday I shared that we have a lady that is part of our church and she's a doctor and she was sharing with us that the same percentage of people that is dying because of the virus uh, is dying because of depression, anxiety and because they are killing themselves using bridges to throw themselves over there. So uh, please pray for our country. It's, I think, the worst uh, crisis that we were, uh, we, we had uh, in the history. And we have a lot of people from Venezuela coming to our country, a lot of people from Colombia, from Cuba, and they are like stealing our jobs because they are telling, uh, okay, if you are the boss, I'm going to do the same job that uh, this Ecuadorian um, is doing, but for the half of the salary. So a lot of Ecuadorians, they are losing their jobs. Uh, we are required now, now to use double mask. 
and even when we are driving and we are uh, having in Ecuador the AstraZeneca vaccine. So even though people got the vaccine, they are uh, still dying every day. People is dying every day because I think it's a Chinese vaccine that is not covering a lot of uh, things. It's like 50% of covering and we 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 uh, we think that we are going to have a lot of trouble with our lungs because just going to the supermarket is like a challenge because you can breathe with two masks and so you just need to take everything very fast and go and pay and try to do but even when we are driving the police is going to stop you and say where is your mask and sometimes we said i'm driving alone it doesn't matter. Put put on your mask. And so we need to uh, keep using our mask. And that's the reason because we say we are we have freedom here in America. So please pray for our country. Uh, there is a lot of needs over there, and a lot of people are dying. And we want just to pray, um, to share the gospel, and to say that there is a hope and an only hope that is Jesus. The only hope is Jesus, and we we're, we partner with you on that. How about how about Melissa? Melissa, what is your favorite part about Pittsburgh? <laughs> pull, pull that up there. What was your favorite part about Pittsburgh? Being in the church. What's that? Being in the church. Oh. <laughs> Anything else? What's your second favorite part? I don't know. Ice cream. Ice cream. There you go. Ice cream. All right. So uh, we we made a little trip out and found a pretty big bull ice cream, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she never seen a bull that big. But anyhow, so I I want to thank God for this family. Let's thank God for these children, man. They're fantastic. Fernando, you were talking about how that uh, just that the economy in general, like how bad it's getting, like. Companies are moving out, and talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, we have a big problem, a financial problem, uh, because of the economy. Uh, the, the government made a huge debt with China, and it is almost the country, uh, the, the government almost sell the country to China, and so the companies are no more doing what they're supposed to do. So it's not jobs, it's not uh, good payments. The salary is uh, like Isabel is a computer engineer, and they are cutting the the salary in half just to be go through. And our salary will be for locals. Our salary will be 350, 400 per month, per month. No, and so it's just amazing how uh, things are so different from America and in Ecuador. And uh, that is why a lot of people, they are going out of the country. They are coming to the U.S., going to Europe, because they, don't, they, they can have a job, you know. They cannot support their families. And so they, it's just like you have this freedom just with the masks. You have this freedom with economy, too. So uh, America is being a, a great place, and we have to keep praying and working hard to maintain this wonderful country going on. Amen. Amen. So we, we have here, the, these guys are church planters. 
He's a pastor, and he's pastored for a number of years. And then what he does is he goes out and he plants multiple churches. So the last time he was here, he talked about three churches that they planted. I was able to visit a couple of those sites. One of them was uh, pretty new at that time. You had just gotten a little building for them. Um, the kids had, were meeting outside for a long time. So they'll go in, they'll work with kids and start meeting outside, win the children to Jesus, show them how to have a relationship with Jesus. Then the parents come along and then, then, they can, then they start a church. And so he's done that with three. In the middle of the pandemic, he started another church. So we shut down. Remember when we had our shutdown here? Their shutdown was a lot longer than ours. But in the midst of that, he, uh, he was able to start a church. And you'll hear about two churches that are actually being started because of the pandemic. And so you're going to hear him talk about Zoom. All right. When you hear him talk about Zoom, that is the Internet meeting. OK, so when you hear him talk about that, that's whenever you turn on your phone and you can talk through the Internet to other people. Not everybody understands that. Sometimes when you hear the word Zoom, I think I'm going to Zoom, 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 Zoom. Remember that? All right. So that's what some people may think. So I'm interpreting for those that are not technology uh, expert. But that's what Zoom is. So I'm going to step aside. I'm going to let you guys take some time to share a little bit more about your ministry and then some from the word of God. Well, uh, thank you, Pastor Ken. This is a privilege for us to be here. I was telling Pastor Ken that we had many opportunities uh, in this country, in America, because we are, the three of us, we are uh, citizens, American citizens. We got our citizenship because my dad was from California and my grandpa was from Germany. They got together with my mom here in the States and went to live in Ecuador Two of my brothers live here uh, just as normal Americans without an accent. <laughs> but I lose my, all, my, all my culture knowledge because my dad, my dad died when I was 14 years old. So uh, that's why I grew up uh, in Ecuador with the, just the Ecuadorian culture. And we are catching up during this time coming to the U.S. So we always have to come. And we always have to uh, make sure that we are understanding everything. But every year is better and, and it is nice. So we are very privileged to just visit you and to be with you. So we want to share a little bit, a video that we have here about our ministry in Ecuador, our church planting ministry. So there will be some pictures that you will see. You will see a group of native people singing in their own language, Quichua. So maybe you will notice the difference there. You will see some uh, children. That uh, the, the way that we plant churches is through children. We go to new uh, towns and we find children. There will be not maybe parents will be working in the fields, but children will be always in the, their homes and they will come out and they will just listen the word of God. And through them we do this church planting process. So the video that we're going to show you is what happened during the COVID situation. We were locked down, you remember? In Ecuador, we were locked down more than six months. But I couldn't be just locked down, laying down. I had to go out and do something. So what we did is just we stand up and we just pray to God and say, we, I need a permission, a police permission, just to drive around. I got that, and then we took uh, food, we took clothes, 
and we start just visiting every town because a lot of single moms or children will be locked down without any food in their in their homes. So we want to share with them. So this, what we're going to show you, is part of what you've been given and praying in the way that we can give to others. So this is the video. Jesús y perder el alma. ¿De qué sirve que ganemos 
y tengamos todos los locales y perdamos nuestra alma. Pero la dádiva de Dios, el regalo de Dios, que es Cristo Jesús, es vida eterna. En esta tarde, en esta casi noche, yo les decía que nosotros tenemos que escoger el camino que nosotros queremos ir. La palabra de Dios dice que podemos escoger nuestros propios caminos que vienen de nuestros propios pensamientos o escoger el camino de Cristo. Jesús dijo, yo soy el camino, la verdad y la vida. Nadie viene al Padre si no es por mí. So just for time's sake, we're just going to the other slide, please, brother, there. Uh, we want to present what was going on in the past, uh, in God's provision, in God's love, in God's grace. Uh, we plant three new churches. These new churches had, uh, they had, they have uh, already uh, some leadership and they are working fantastically. That was the project that we've been presenting a few years ago. If you've been praying for these places, Oton, Tababela, and Oyambarillo, one of those places we took Pastor Ken to visit, and it was a privilege to have him there and watching the children and seeing how the church has grown. And now uh, all these churches are growing up. So in the present, we uh, through the COVID, Like I said, we start just doing some visitations, taking clothes, you know, taking food and everything. And we open these Zoom connections that Pastor Ken was telling you. Uh, a lot of people got connected even from the States. So we, had, uh, we have daily morning devotionals, daily Bible study at night, weekly Bible Kids Club during Saturdays, and a weekly Bible Youth Club during Saturdays afternoons. So we have right now, because uh, uh, of all these people getting together and some connections, the day after we arrived to Florida, this May, this last May uh, 19th, we arrived to Florida, and the day after, all these people that were in connections and some connections, they call us and tell us, we want to start looking for the place. We want to find a place to have in-person services. So it was amazing because we were already here in the States and they were looking the place over there in Ecuador just to have the services. So after a couple months, weeks of searching so many places and everything, they found a place. And if you are part of our monthly mail updates that we send to everybody, you can see the pictures. If, if you want to be part of that, we can make you part of the monthly updates that we have. We send pictures of already the church. And it is, they are meeting every Sunday. Right now they are meeting every Sunday in person services from 60 people to 100 without us being over there. So it's just by the grace of God. It's nothing that we have to do. So we've been blessed. To Him the glory. To Him the glory. So in-person team training, we do that. Intensive discipleship. You saw some guys giving a presentation in the video. They, they were some teenagers that went to, came to our home and received Bible training, and they were giving a final presentation. 
to be part of, uh, of the ministry, and in person, weekly small groups, indigenous people, and Quechua and Spanish. So, brothers, what we are praying for, for this time, the next slide, please, brother. In the future, because of our Zoom connections, some people from New Jersey got connected, like five families over there, I had the opportunity to travel to New Jersey and share with them, and it was a privilege to have them. And they want, they are willing to have an in-person service in New Jersey. So we've been blessed for that. And the other church, in Tumbaco Church, in starting in-person Sunday services, the facilities, and we are praying, brothers, for the sound system, everything that we need. It's a nice place that we found. Even I did the contract from here, from the States. It's a nice place. But we still are praying as projects for the sound system, for chairs, for a guitar, for instruments that we have for the services. So we still are praying for those projects in a way that God provides. Uh, we're going to maintain uh, maintain uh, some connections, and these are the projects. Increase our monthly uh, family monthly support because the economy is just broken over there in Ecuador. We want to uh, buy Melissa Zabeca curriculum. Ecuador is living in the worst financial crisis in the history, and keep training our team. So, technology for virtual connections and the consulting center. We want to keep up ongoing in the consulting center. Many of you uh, maybe ask why a consulting center. In Ecuador, it doesn't work just for believers, consulting centers. In Ecuador, it works for outreach people to uh, gain secular people from the streets to come and receive uh, help. And the first thing that we do in a consulting center is preach them the word of God, the gospel. So a lot of people, because they have emotional problems, they will come to a counseling center better than come to a church. And through the counseling center, they are being uh, receiving the gospel, being discipled, and just uh, getting connected with the church. So what we want to plant in Ecuador is many counseling centers as we can, because, uh, because it's a tool, it's a big tool to reach people for Christ. So that is some of the projects, brother. If you want to know more, we're going to be in the picnic. We will be around. We love you so much. And we're going right now to the Word of God because we have 10 minutes. Okay? <clears throat> so let's pray. In Jesus' name, we want to pray this morning. God, that you just speak to our heart. Thank you so much for your word. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about Jonah and the stages that Jonah can teach us in our lives. Maybe a lot of people, they didn't compare to Jonah, or a lot of you are comparing with Jonah, but we have a lot to see that is similar in the life of Jonah and that is maybe in our lives. So I was reading through Jonah chapter 3 this week, and I, I was just amazed because I was thinking what I should share with my brothers in Pittsburgh. What I should share with my brothers and sisters here at this wonderful church. How with my broken Spanish I will share with you something that is maybe deep and can transform your life. And I was just praying through the, this book of Jonah because I went to chapter 3. 
And I was reading uh, verse 3 that says, This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On that day, Jonah entered the city. He shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. And you know, this is a simple message. It didn't took hermeneutics to prepare this message. It didn't took a lot of Bible counseling to prepare this message. It didn't took a lot of uh, book reading to prepare this message. It was a simple message. And he didn't have a very good attitude to give this message. No, You remember, Jonah. But what he did, just share, in 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. That was all. I can tell you in five seconds, the same message. And it is not about the, the messenger. It's about the message and the power of God behind that message. We are preaching about Jesus and what he did on the cross. So, what we have to do, brothers, I want to uh, share with you some questions. I don't know if you can ask these questions in yourself and maybe be thinking about what happened with Jonah. Chapter 1. The Lord gave this message to Jonah. I am reading chapter 1, verse 1. The son of Amittai, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how weakly its people are. But Jonah got up and went into the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. So it's just amazing. Uh, Jonah was just laying down, and he received a call. God is telling him, go to a place and obey what I'm going to tell you. Try to save this city. I want you to save this city. And I don't know if you compared to Jonah, but I am telling you, brothers, we are always, God is always calling us. God is always talking to our hearts every day. He is always telling us something in our hearts. But because we are in a fast type of world, we are not stopping to hear His voice. And we are just jumping to do other stuff besides to obey and listen His calling. So, the first question that I want to ask you, brothers, is why you don't ask this question in your hearts. Where? Where are you going on life? What is your purpose of life? What are you doing with your life? You are, you are running, you are running in this life to uh, find a purpose. Are you going, are, are, are you fulfilling the purpose of God? Are you listening God's will? Are you really obeying what God is doing in your life? A lot of people talk in America that we have to have perseverance. But I am telling you, brother, if you have perseverance, in the wrong way, you're going to lose your time doing whatever God didn't call you to do. Jonah had to obey the Lord and go to where God was calling him. And you know what he did? He went to the opposite. How many of us we do the same? We go to the opposite direction. 
God is calling us maybe to use our gifts. God is calling us to repent and believe. God is calling us to come to church. God is calling us to serve the Lord. And we are going the opposite direction. Maybe God is calling us to go to Ecuador. God is calling you. Maybe God is telling you, hey, brothers, we want you in Ecuador. And maybe we are listening the opposite calling. We are going in the opposite way. And we, are, we imagine that you go in the opposite, opposite way and you have perseverance going in the opposite way. You're going to just lose your life. Brothers and sisters, is a lot of need, and God is calling you. And it just takes a simple message. We were with the children down the stairs, and we just teach them. Just say this phrase, Jesus te ama. You want to repeat with me? Jesus te ama. That is all that you have to say. It's, it's, just, it's not the messenger, it's the message behind it. The prayer, the Jesus that we believe, the Word of God that is changing lives. So where we are going? What is our purpose? Can you hear God telling you something to do? If you are listening and you are obeying, amen. But if not, maybe today is an opportunity to return to the Lord. Second question. Who? If you if we go to opposite directions and we get up in these opposite directions and we are in a struggle in our life, who is the next question? Who is holding you tight? Who is that idol that is not making you better in your life? Who? Who is in charge of life? The next question, uh, who, brothers? What is holding you tight? I am asking you these questions because when we all go in opposite directions, it's something that is tightening your heart and it is not allowing you to grow in the Lord, to listen His voice, to listen His word. And maybe you can have anything. Maybe it can be economy. Maybe it can be your job. Maybe it can be family. Maybe it can be anything. But it's something that is holding you and it is not allowing you to grow. And maybe it's a big fish that just trapped you and it is just holding you there. And maybe this morning God is telling you, you have to flee from that. You have to run away from that. You have to maybe let it go. Brothers, what is that big fish in your life? That you just have to put it in God's hands and try to. I know, I know if you do that, I know you're going to be opposite direction from the world. But what is the best? Be in opposite directions from the world or in the opposite directions from God? I don't know what is the best. We decide the best as missionaries. Some years ago, I have an aunt in California that offered me. The full tuition to get medical in a medical school, get the full tuition and the study there. But if I do that, I have to renounce, I have to quit all my vision and purpose to serve the Lord. And you know what I decide? I decide to serve Jesus. 
I know it's difficult because we visit all these churches. I have to always change my mind and preach in English. I know it's difficult. But brothers and sisters, you are our family. We cannot go and visit our family in those, in those states because they always say, hey, we reject what you are doing. But we always tell them we have family. In every city, in every state that we visit, we have, we have family praying for us. And we know everybody is just uh, having in their minds our ministry and praying for us. Thank you so much for your love. The last question is, now what? What are we going to do? It's time to reach the purpose of God. After that, you, you can read in chapter, in chapter 2 all the Jonah's prayer how he repent, how he believe, and now he had the second and in, in, in the next opportunity to just go and jump through. And now what? What are we going to do, brothers? We are having every day new opportunities to obey Jesus and to and, and do whatever he called us to do. Are you willing to obey his word? Are you willing to repent and believe? Are you willing to take the same Simple message. The same simple message. But it's the powerful message. Jesus te ama. You want to repeat the last time with me? Jesus te ama. Please, can you stand with me? And we pray just to finish this time. God. Thank you so much for these brothers and sisters. Thank you for the love that they have. I know they've been in so much struggles. Maybe with the COVID, they lose somebody in their families. Maybe they have financial problems. Maybe they have family problems. Maybe they have health problems. But I just pray, God, that you just place your hands upon them. And bless them, God. Thank you so much. Because here in Pittsburgh, in this wonderful church, somebody is praying for Ecuador. Somebody is telling the world, Jesus te ama. And they are connected. Even though maybe the world is against them. But they have their hearts just ready to obey your word. And go through in what you call them. God, if it is something that is tiring us, that is just keeping our hearts far away from you, make us, make us let it go and make us obey your will. I know it will be difficult, but it will be worse if we don't do it because we will be in those big fishes. Wow. We will be just there just waiting and losing our time. Maybe it is the time that we have to let go. Maybe we have to forgive. Maybe we have to repent and believe. Maybe it is the time to obey His calling. We bless you, God. Now what? From now on, we're going to do your will, God. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Boy, wasn't that a great message this morning? Let's thank God for the Word of God, man. God's Word.
I was thinking as I saw that verse on the screen that Jonah went to escape from God. What a sad verse. What a sad verse. But yet God still redeemed, even though Jonah turned his back on God, God didn't turn his back on Jonah. Amen? And that's what, uh, what, what our brothers bring to us this morning. I hope you'll take that. By the way, Jesus te ama, right? What does that mean? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, okay. I just wanted to make sure, because I was going to say something different, so that's good. Uh. <laughs> say it with me. Jesus te ama. Jesus te ama. All right, so what I want to do, I want to ask you, Fernando, if you if you head to the back in the foyer, and him and his wife will be out there. They have cards that they'll hand you. They'll be at the picnic as well. I want to invite everybody to come on down to the picnic. Uh, it's just going to be a great time, and uh, we're just going to hang out, and you'll get to meet people like... Like, uh, Fernando. I said, what a cool name. Isn't that cool? You know, like, hear me. I'm Ken. <laughs> Fernando! You know what I mean? So, Fernando, hurry up. Run to the back because you'll never get through the crowd. All right? Let's, uh, let's thank God. Let's have a great day. God bless you. You are dismissed.
heard all my life, and its truth and power will always remain. But as my eyes close and mind awakes, no words come to fill the space. 'Cause words, they don't do you power much justice. It's too great, too great to be bound by little letters we make up. And it's funny that we sometimes think we understand the fullness of your glory by calling you this and that. But the reality is that we can't fully comprehend how you can be all of who you are. And think of us. You think of me daily. You have a desire to be a part of my life, and I can't understand why. It's one of those things that's too good to be true, but yet it is. I don't think my job is to.